the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is December, I mean, it is Monday, the 28th. It feels like it's December outside, doesn't it? It really does, you're right. You're tuned in I don't to... blame you for thinking it's Christmas time. <laughs> you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location at downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsh, good morning. Good morning. I'm so jazzed about... St. Jude, mm-hmm. the Radiothon. We'll talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. And we got to go to the home show yesterday. Yep. Um, and some of our other folks were there on Saturday. So we'll talk about that too. But what a great, uh, you know, several days we've had. Oh, I know. My goodness. So much money for St. Jude was raised. And we'll give you that big grand mm-hmm. total here uh, in just a little bit. But we do have our first guest joining us on the line. It is 63rd District Delegate John Hardy. Sir, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. Thank you guys for the opportunity this morning. Thanks for coming on. So I have you on for a, a very specific reason. I was looking at Triple A's gas, um, you know, f- figures, and uh, average price per gallon of gas, regular gas, is four dollars eight cents in West Virginia, four dollars twenty four cents uh, national average. My favorite vehicle right now is an eighty dollar Philip. Oof. So um, I was wondering if you might have any ideas about that. Yeah, so I, I um, had an idea and, and, and had forwarded this idea to the Speaker and also to the Senate President. So we know that we are in, uh, it's, it's really hard for the state to take the gas tax off because that is a, a, a revenue stream that is uh, sourced through bonds, and it, and it causes the state a little heartache to be able to remove the tax from the, from the fuel. So I had an idea, instead of doing like a uh, tax holiday, that we would do a rebate. And the way that we would do this is we would have the DMV run a – a spreadsheet for us and would give us all of the licensed uh, drivers in the state of West Virginia. And then we would also cross-reference that with um, those drivers that have a um, <clears throat> registered vehicle in the state of West Virginia. So that would give us a good, clean record of our licensed and registered vehicles in the state of West Virginia. Uh, then we could take an average, let's say the average fill-up is 15 gallons. Uh, most people fill their car up five times a month. So you can take the 5 times 15, which gives it 75 gallons, times that by the 3.57, which is the tax that's collected by the state, and then the state could issue a rebate check um, to uh, to uh, the licensed drivers to, to help them with a little bit of tax uh, on the fuel. But I also think that if the state is going to have some skin in the game, then maybe the federal government who has caused all these problems. We know that at a federal level, that is what's caused all these problems by shutting down these pipelines and making access to drilling and making access to uh, American oil. It's it's caused a lot of these problems. So then the federal government should come off their 18 cents that they make too. So uh, that's just a a plan that I came up with. Now, what if somebody has a ton of registered cars, but they might only use two or three of them or one or two of them, I guess, at a time? Does that mean that 
they're going to get money back for all of these cars, even if they're not necessarily being used? No, I would think we we would we would set that at one vehicle per driver. Good. That was, was a very important clarification for this morning show. Yeah, that was, we would set that at one vehicle per driver. I mean, you could own ten cars, and we couldn't we couldn't give you enough money to tax rebate on all ten of them. But you know, and then I thought, you know, well, people ask where the funds are going to come from, and the governor is sitting on a really large contingency fund right now. So maybe the governor would like to take that out of his emergency contingency fund. I mean, this is uh, emergency times, and, and that may be a good place to pull those revenue streams from. So, so you have the idea. You you forwarded the idea to some folks who who are in a position of power. But how would that mechanically happen? Would you guys have to come back for a special session or an emergency session, or is this a decision that the governor could make unilaterally? Uh, well, if it came from the governor's contingency fund, the governor could make that decision himself. That would not take any legislative action because there would be no, uh, you know, financial um, uh, loss to the legislature. So, if the governor did that out of his own contingency fund, that takes no legislative action. Now, if there was some way that we needed to, to dedicate some money out of a rainy day fund or excess revenue somewhere else, then then that would take legislative action. So, but uh, like I said, I've been in contact. I spoke with the speaker about it. I spoke with the Senate president about it, and you know uh, we're we're really not interested in cutting the tax because we just know that that'll cause a whole host of problems for us for that being a, a generated revenue stream for uh, some of our um, uh, bonding uh, agents that you know when we did the roads to prosperity we bonded a lot of that money out so you have to be really careful when you start getting into bonds and having dedicated revenue streams for those bonds. But it does seem like, you know, something eventually has to happen because, I mean, especially in areas like this where we're so close to Maryland that doesn't have that gas tax right now, or gas holiday, I think is what they, it's called. They've got a gas tax holiday through the eight, the 16th. Right. And people, I mean, are in droves going over to uh, Maryland to fill up. And I guess that's, I mean, that's taking, you know, tax revenue from West Virginia. So it does seem like something has to give at some point. Well, and, and this is actually the start of a bigger problem that we know that we have that the, the fuel tax. You know, West Virginia, we're about $2 billion underwater on our road fund, um, you know, keeping up with our roads. We, if we had $1.5 billion right now, that's what it would take to bring our roads up to par. Uh, the gas tax is a dwindling tax. We know that vehicles are getting more and more fuel efficiency, uh, efficiencies out of vehicles. Uh, vehicles are starting to transition into hybrids and electric vehicles. So it really is kind of an antiquated way to generate revenues for our roads anyway. So we know that we're probably going to have to look, um, start looking for a different revenue stream to be able to maintain our roads. So, but, you know, I'm all about, you know, if the state could be able to do a rebate for a couple months or, um, you know, until these gas prices start to stabilize. But like I said, this is a problem on a federal level. This is not a problem that the state of West Virginia created. So I don't think the state of West Virginia should bear all the brunt of that. Um, this is a federal problem. This is um, on a national issue. The, the uh, powers to be in Washington, D.C. have made it such a, um, a struggle to be able to drill, to be able to access American oil, to be able to transport American oil. Um, so, you know, let them give up their 18 cents that the federal government also uh, takes in on this fuel tax. So John Hardy is with us. He is uh, the 63rd District Delegate talking about an idea he has <clears throat> to refund some money uh, from the state. So when you when you sent this um this idea out, how has it been received? Are you getting any kind of feedback from the governor's office about, hey, we hadn't thought of that? Well, I haven't really heard anybody, and haven't gotten back, no one's gotten back with me yet. It's a pretty new idea. We just started talking about it. So uh, we're going to have um, 
We'll probably have an interim session coming up here soon. And there's also, we know there's probably going to be a special session coming. So, but it's probably something that we need to act on right away. So I'm waiting to hear back from the governor's office. I have a few feelers out in the governor's office. And like I said, I'm, I'm in contact with the speaker probably once a week. I talk with him in regards to something that's going on in the Eastern Panhandle or something that's unique to some legislation that we may need up here. So, so yeah, we're still in the, uh, the discussion phases of it and trying to figure it out. So. Again, 63rd District Delegate John Hardy. we got to get to a, our first break here in just a few minutes. So is there anything else you want to let the people know about, and especially how to get in touch with you, Dave? Any questions? Well, you know, I'm always available. People can always uh, access me through via my Facebook page. Um, that, a lot of people communicate with me that way. And if you have any kind of issues with the state, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm always access- accessible and, and can help you in any, any way that you can. Uh, if you're having a problem with a state agency, I'd love to be able to help. So. And 63rd District Delegate John Hardy, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you guys very much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care. You missed any of that. You can listen back to it a little bit later on today. But uh, tell you what, these gas prices really have made me appreciate and realize uh, all the points that I have on these different apps at different oh, okay. stores and gas stations and stuff. Because, Cashing them in. <laughs> heck yeah, I got um, 20 cents off the gallon at uh, Sheets off just points rewards Yeah, wow. on the app. All those sheet sandwiches. Tell me about it. That I've been just forcing myself not to go to sheets this morning. Yeah, but that's great that you you accumulated that many. Yeah, twenty cents is a lot. I'll go get. Yeah, I'll go get something. Yeah, but don't need it. It's end up going to be like burger or something or a sub. I did notice you you biked to work one day last week. So that was nice out. It's getting nice out. Might as well do it. Not today. Maybe not today. Close. I live to the station, and it's like it doesn't really make sense to drive every day. You know, I mean, I really could walk if I really wanted uh-huh. to, but, um, yeah, no, Mm-mm. but yeah, if you got to make sure you're looking at the points on your different apps for stuff yeah. like Martin's. Yeah. I, I still, I think I've got like 18 bucks I need to buy in groceries and then I've, I've got like a little bit of money off my gas. And I'm sorry I had to burst your bubble there. Okay. A little you know earlier. You, people don't need to know any of that, <laughs> but Hey, I, no, it's a, it's a, it's a fair question to ask right. and he clarified it. You know, it's only going to go down to one because it makes sense. I mean, I feel like if they were going to do it for because people have tons and tons of cars, Mm -hmm. um, it it would make more sense just to take the tax away. It would be cheaper probably than paying everybody all this money. Yes. But as you mentioned, it's not as easy because some of that tax money is related to bonds and we owe money on the bonds. So and, you know, West Virginia has the puzzle. We have a sizable rainy day fund and it looks like it's raining every time I go to the gas pump. So (laughs) it's raining your own money every time you go to the gas pump. (laughs) It's at least leaking, (laughs) leaking money. Say, uh, (sighs) and I think everything, the gas prices have stayed pretty stable around uh, at least Martinsburg here. I'm going to look them up really quick, but I think it's everything's around four. Yeah, 4.0. Well, 4.04 at the Exxon on Warm Springs Avenue. Oh, wow. You're sending a lot of business their way. Is that them again? Yeah, that's same the one. place. Yeah, it's oh, the same place. I didn't even realize it's the same place. So uh, AAA has West Virginia's average at four hundred eight. Oh well, we're pretty much all below that. Four hundred seven, four hundred six, four hundred five. Yeah, but I, I, I went. I went to um, Northern Winchester area, and that usually, like in years past, that was where you got the cheap gas, right? Right. And um, you know, it was like eight cents more. Uh, down in Virginia, yeah, where where I usually go Oof. fill up is just. I'm not yeah. even gonna. Now I'm looking at the uh, Maryland. Yeah, prices. Maryland. Don't, yeah, don't even wanna, I don't even want to look at that. Run for the border. Uh, no, no, that's three fifty. What Sam's Club? So that's a little bit of okay, a. Okay, but what about niche. like where everyone else? So can BP go. Um, uh-huh. on Potomac Avenue, okay. up in Hagerstown, three sixty two. Okay. Whoa. 
I imagine there are people who are riding on fumes just trying to get oh, their car across absolutely. the border. Well, when me and to Parker, Williamsport, say sheets. when me and Parker were going down to Glenville for the tournament games for Shepard, um, we stopped at an Exxon because the gas card's Exxon only, uh-huh. and uh, we pull in, and it is in, it's crazy the amount of people just like climbing over each other, waiting in line, honking each other. I'm like, what is going on? Why and they're probably running their this? engines too, which oh, yeah. is like counterproductive. And I was like, but what that- is going on? And I look, and it was like twenty cents cheaper than anywhere else uh-huh. around. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> I like, that. I wonder sheets, why there's so many people here. The sheets in Williamsport, just across the border, three sixty nine. Ooh, there so. you go. So hey, if you're looking for some. Uh, Gas on this Monday morning. We're your gas buddies. We are. We are your gas. We gotta have a gas buddies. Why do you need now. the app? <laughs> we gotta you be got a gas buddy. Panda alive. But if you missed any of our conversation to get things started this morning with 63rd District Delegate John Hardy, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. Coming up, we're gonna talk about uh, well all the news that's been happening around Panhandle here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. Welcome back to Paint Handle Line, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation, and provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location at downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik and Marsha. Uh, before we get into local news, we got to talk about what happened at the Oscars last night, at least a little bit, with uh, Will Smith. Um, I guess you can call it a slap. It definitely mm-hmm. sounded like and looked more like a punch. slap punch. Uh, Chris Rock, right? Was it at the beginning? I wasn't watching it, so I don't know if it was I, at the I beginning don't know. Of the I just saw the clips just like you did, so I don't know all the context. Right. But but I don't know if things that I saw were carefully edited Oof. or not. But if you look at, the, at, at what is presented, it looks as though Chris Rock made a joke that was, you know, maybe ill-planned mm-hmm. or not planned at all. At Jada Pinkett Smith's mm-hmm. uh, expense, uh, compared her to GI Jane, GI right. whatever, and mm-hmm. um, maybe not aware of the fact that she suffers from alopecia, mm-hmm. which is hair loss. Mm-hmm. Um, among uh, you know women, that's especially devastating. And so to see the the kind of time, the arc of, of right. the joke that happened and, in about. Two and a half seconds at all. Right. So you see him making the joke and then you see Will Smith and Will Smith is like, ha ha, mm-hmm. you know, kind of enjoying the joke. And then it widens out to show Jada Pinkett Smith's face. Not very happy. No. And then you don't really see the reaction then, mm-hmm. except that you see Will Smith get up and yeah, and do and the, then, oof. the punch. And uh, it looked pretty hard. Yeah. But Chris Rock's got a way stronger chin than I do. That stayed, is stayed on his feet for sure. and kept talking because you know you know will smith the, the amount of action films he's been in mm-hmm. and stuff like that he definitely knows how to throw a punch right or i guess a slap in this case but definitely a slap punch like you said um but yeah hey goes to show you sometimes jokes are funny and then well so so chris chris rock and i guess this is a seasoned comedian oh yeah in him like oh, he yeah. He bounced back, still had stuff to say. Way better than I would have, because I would have been on the floor. Right. Not a whole lot of bounce, bouncing back I could have done after that. So, um, you know, and, and of course, 
it doesn't matter what else happened. This is what everyone else ta- is yeah. talking and about. Well, he, and ended up winning, uh, I believe it was Best Actor for his King Richard film. Right. Um, which I haven't seen yet. And Serena everybody says and it's Venus's great. Dad, yeah. William's dad. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it's fantastic. I think it's on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. but uh, So that's vindication. Yeah. And so he wins that. But then, of course, it gets overshadowed by this, you know. So, you know, if, if you're looking at it and, and there are so many angles to come at, at this, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Chris Rock is a comedian. Sometimes right. they think on their feet. Sometimes they insult on purpose. Sometimes mm-hmm. they insult without really meaning to. But uh, it was very interesting from the perspective of looking at Will Smith kind of defending his wife. Right. Right. Especially all that's been happening between them the last, mm-hmm. what, five years now? I think with... his stock went up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure those jokes get pretty old pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So does Chris Rock's stock go down? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to just say. That, that it'll be, it'll depend on how he like responds. Cause I don't think Chris Rock has responded at all. And then will double down when he won his award uh-huh. and his substance speech and he apologized to the Academy and to like his friends and the people in the audience, but never apologized to Chris Rock, which I think is, I love that move. Love that move. Like, Hey, just, yeah, why would why he? Not? Yeah. Why would he? He was defending double his down. wife. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. But anyways. What, sorry I hurt your chin? <laughs> anyways, the memes have been hysterical. Oh, that's right. You were showing. Hysterical. But anyways, there has been some important local news. So one of the things that, uh, that I wanted to talk about was the fact that uh, on Friday they had an adoption event over in Jefferson County. And um, it was not all of the, the animals, but some of the animals that were seized in two separate raids Um in Jefferson County by Jefferson County, County Animal Control, um, there were hoarding situations. The animals were living in deplorable conditions, uh, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't sure, you know, that any of them would be ready to be adopted this for fast, a while. Yeah. Because um, in some of those seizure uh, situations, the animals get, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the person just says, go ahead and take them. Right. But in some of them, it has to go through the court system. But on Friday, apparently they had 12 of these dogs um, and all of the animals, the 60 that were, some of them were cats, but most of them like 49, I think were dogs. 12 of them were available for adoption at the Jefferson County animal control center on Friday. Five of them went home to their foster to adopt. Mm-hmm. And then five of the applications are still being processed. So that so just cool. leaves two of them kind of still waiting mm-hmm. for someone to kind of, you know, snatch them up. Right. But that's still pretty neat. And the, the turnaround's crazy. It it was great and and the and if you follow the Rescue Me West Virginia page, mm-hmm. um, they'll show you pictures of you know the little the before and after like when they got them they're in the kennel and mm-hmm. they're in the corner right and then like when they're at their home and and it, you know some of them it doesn't take long they're right you know on their back on the couch just looking all happy or playing with a thousand toys. You know, so that's a good outcome. And some of them, it showed some of them kind of tentatively playing with each other in an open yard, which they really hadn't had. So um, good for them. Absolutely. Those stories are always nice, especially when they have an ending like this. Also, a reminder that um, if you're if you're concerned about where your voting precinct is going to be and which district delegate you're going to be voting for, the West Virginia Secretary of State has unveiled an interactive map. You can find your voting district. Uh, delegate, senatorial district, congressional district, by putting your address into uh, an interactive map that can be found at GoVoteWV.com. Oh, I was going to say, I was just looking for it and couldn't find it, but that's because I'm not at the right website. GoVoteWV.com. And um, I believe the last day to register is April 19th. 
Cool. Don't hold me to that, but I think it's April 19th. And I'm sure you can find all that information at GoVoteWV.com. Absolutely. We'll stick around after the break. We're going to be chatting with some folks here from the station because we had a big, like Marcia said at the beginning of the show, a big last couple of days. Well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, really, here at the station with St. Jude and then the home show this weekend. So we'll be talking with people to recap all that stuff, especially to tell you how much money, uh, I guess we can say that we raised, but we, as in the royal we, because you, you the guys, listener. You guys raised it. Yeah, became Partners in Hope, which is $19 a month. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that here in just a minute on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. Visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Bollock. And Marsha, on Thursday and Friday, we had a pretty big day here. Well, two days here uh, at our cluster of stations, because including us, but over on 95.9. The Big Dog, 92.9 WXDC, and today's 97.5. It was the St. Jude uh, Radiothon. It was a couple of different things. I can't remember what it was actually called. I, I know it is Country Cares for Kids, but then on LT, or on uh, today's 97.5, it was Music for Kids or whatever. But Love Music, Jude, Stop, Stop cancer. cancer. That's right. Love Music, Stop Cancer, which you could have seen uh, all of us wearing the Love Music, Stop Cancer shirts. But it was a super, super, super successful two days. So it was a long day for a lot of the folks who were, you know, on, on the music side of the building. And... Um, but the fun part was we all kind of got to go into each other's studios. We got to visit with each other and learn a lot of facts about what St. Jude does and some of the things that, you know, I've learned through the years of, of um, working on the Radiothon is that, um, you know, not only do they try to, to um, make it as nice as it can be for these kids who are in the fight of their lives and their families, they never get a bill. Their families never get a bill. Right. Um, they share the research um, free of charge. They, you know, they share what they learn about childhood cancer. And they have you know, definitive progress that mm-hmm. you could show that they've um, you know, taken these rates of, uh, of death from childhood cancers and, and just lowered them through the decades. Yeah, so. it was 20%. Oh, hi, it's Rona. Oh, I was going to say, joining us is Rona from today's I said five. Just speaking up. Um, <laughs> it was 20% is the stats that are the stats that I saw. It was 20% when they started in 1960. And now the survival rate is 80%. That's tremendous. And, and they had different stats for different types of cancer. There were some survival rates that were up to 95%, mm. um, which is just amazing. And that just shows all of the research that they've done and shared that's that's been able to help all of those children around the world right and when you hear and see all the stuff that saint jude saint jude does you think man how are they paying for all this stuff like it must be the bill that the families must get is crazy but like you just said marcia if it wasn't for partners in hope for just 19 dollars a month um if you could and if you text uh hope to 626262 still remember it it's not like i said it a ton over the past last couple of days but anyways (laughs) Uh, if it wasn't for people, you know, donating, that none of this really would be possible. Exactly. And, um, you know, you start to think about when you have a child, just the love that's there. Right. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine what that day is when you hear those words. Your child has cancer. And there are parents all around the world who've heard that, been terrified, but been able to go to St. Jude and there's hope. You right. know what I mean? And, and they don't have to mean, worry about anything else other than their that's child. Right. They feed them. They get the travel. I mean, they take care of you getting there. 
Mm. And your lodging and everything. So honestly, the only thing you have to do is focus on the child and their health. So we had a ball going to each other's studios and chatting it up and all that. It was a long day, a long couple of days, especially for you music guys and gals. But at the end of the day, how much were we able to, our listeners, uh, commit to raising for St. Jude? Well, collectively, it was over $200,000. Let me give you the real figure as Jordan holds up the big check like a Vanna type that. character. $202,000 and one cent. So excited about that. Very That's cool. really awesome. That beats last cool. year's um that le- beats last year's total and we're just so very proud to be a part of this. And it's total. cool to put it on a big check. It is, isn't you know? it? You just like can holding you put the big this check. The, can you put this in the check readers? I don't uh, think you can. I, I'd like to watch you try it. <laughs> you're not you're not paying for anything at sheets with that. I can guarantee that. But, but it's, it's very cool. It makes the I mean, it was especially it was much longer for you than it was for Marsha and I, Rona. So it makes yeah. these, those days uh, very much worth it. Yeah, it really does. And uh, I shared it with a friend of mine who has a young child who's healthy. But he said to me, you know, I don't think people, there are people who are very grateful for what you do, these parents. But I don't think people understand how much this helps parents like that. Because unless you're forced to use mm-hmm. St. Jude, you don't really know about it. Um and that's really important. I think Absolutely. it's it's there. It's not something you want to have to use, right. but it's wonderful that it's it's there to support, and it's wonderful that it's been there for over sixty years now. I um had posted a picture because you took one of our the goofy selfies that we always take around the station, yes. and I posted on my personal Facebook page, and my neighbor uh, chimed in and she said, "I I got to go to St. Jude as part of work because she does IT." And she said, it was amazing when you go into a place that is dealing with something so devastating as childhood cancer, the the spirit around there and the the light light attitude, the, mm-hmm. the positivity. The energy, yeah. And yeah. They, they have like a bunch of wagons and stuff too. As soon red, as the right. red wagons. Kids walk in, right? Yeah. As soon as you walk in, there's all these red wagons. Instead of kids like in, in wheelchairs, they're, they hop in the wagon and they get pulled along. And, you know, even in the, the K Cafe, which is the dining hall, cafeteria, whatever, um, there is just their wagons strewn about. And, <laughs> you know, the doctors, nurses, families, kids, everybody's eating together. So it's a communal kind of experience. Very cool. But $202,000 and what? Well, $2,001. Yeah. Right. Say it for me, Rona. 2002. Dang it. (laughs) 202,000 $202, and one cent. There we go. That's right. Yeah. Or is that in one dollar? In one dollar. Is that one dollar? Yeah. 2002. Two hundred. This is not, we got a, where's the producer at? $201 raised for St. Jude. Thank you to our very generous listeners across WVRC Media. And if you want the correct pronunciation, please go to today's 97.5 Facebook page. Because we're going to do a a Facebook Live with the check. Because that's much easier than us trying to. We can't do simple math after four days of. You know what? The excuse is that it's after four days, but honestly, we can't do simple maths. We know that. Period. You and I, Rona, we've been tested and we can't. We don't do simple maths, not under pressure, not Not in general. Right. Mm. But honestly, I I just have to say thanks. Thanks to everyone. Thanks to the Partners in Hope, our new Partners in Hope, the people that called in, the people that had wonderful things to say. You know, when they called in, we heard a couple of stories about people dedicating it and in memory and in honor of people. And you just... 
you just love that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Big thank you. Absolutely. And thanks to you guys because it's been fun, it, it, you know, kind of mm-hmm. hanging out in different ways than yeah, we're absolutely. used to. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, we still got two minutes here, Rona. How was your weekend? <laughs> Busy. We had the Eastern Panhandle That's Home right. Business Association home show. I just got finished like unpacking all this stuff. I know. I wish you guys would have waited. Was there any swag left? I was the one that just threw all of it in there. Look, there's I, no swag. Uh, I... <laughs> And I knew that was going to happen. I knew we had an event coming up. So I said, let me take a handful of chapsticks. She has squirreled away. And squirreled them away. But everything else, all the other uh, things were empty. And we did enter people to win some fun things like yeah. a big grill, big boss grill, mm-hmm. and an 18 volt uh, cordless Black & Decker Very nice. drill. Appropriate for a Grill and show. drill. Grill mm-hmm. and a drill. So, uh, yeah. Or a drill, I should say, because there's yeah, going to be two winners, but. Anyway, we did that and that was fun. It was really nice to meet some of the listeners who came up to the table on Saturday. Yes. Uh, One lady said, I like how you say the phone number. I've got it written down. She wanted to, (laughs) you know, she had the phone number and she wanted to send something. And it was just great. I took some pictures with folks. It's one family. The mom came up with her daughter and she was so stinking cute. And she's like, she listens to you all the, all, you know, every morning. I love it. And then took a picture with the daughter. And the mom's like, I don't want in it. And then, they walked away and then she came back with her son and daughter. So it was both of them. Uh-huh. And they were like, can we both get a picture? I was like, cool. Yeah, I'm into it. So it was really wonderful. It was really great. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Local well, celebrity. Absolutely. And thank you for all your hard work during St. Jude stuff. And right back at both of you. Because you, you, you were here, were here You late. were here all day. I mean, you were yeah. still here at like 8 o'clock on most nights. one night. Yeah. yeah. I I, I was running on pure adrenaline. It hit me on Sunday. Oh, I'm I sure. Bet. I was trying to watch Bridgerton and I fell asleep. Nope, out. <laughs> I was like, Bridgerton's... <laughs> well, I got locked into watching Is It Cake? Oh, me with too. Our, oh, with our friend Steve Weiss. With Steve Weiss. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first couple of episodes and dang Steve wasn't bacon in any uh, okay, of Okay, we're not going to spoil it for you then, but keep watching. I know. It's really cool it what they fun. do. And it's, it's, it just and makes I, me hungry for cake. That's I kept fine. thinking, <laughs> I know that guy. I know I that guy. I just love that, the, that like some of them are making these crazy things and then it's Funfetti cake. Yeah. So it's like they cut into this thing that you think is a, I don't know, block of wood and then it's Funfetti <laughs> cake. So I always think that's I just fun. want to chomp into it myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Rona, thank you for joining us a little bit this thank morning. Thank you. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. Stick around for more because we're going to be talking more about the home show here in just a second on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location at downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Icewarner, alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. And joining us in studio, it is Parker Stone from over at 92.9 WXDC. Parker, good morning. Good morning to you. How you been? Have you recovered? Have you recovered? <laughs> yeah, I I've recovered from uh the whole weekend that we had. So it's I feel a lot better, a lot rested, thankfully. So and yeah, ready to get another week rolling over here. It yeah. was four days of broadcasting. Yeah, and how do you Pretty feel much. about that grand total? Can you say the grand total for yeah, what's us? What's the grand ho- total? What's that say? Yeah, for uh, St. Jude Radiothon, we had that Thursday and Friday. We had a grand total, new station record, by the way, $202,001 raised for St. Jude's hey, Children's That's the way you say it. Good job. Hey, it took three of us about four minutes to try and figure <laughs> out how to say it. it. We, could, we still got it wrong. <laughs> we couldn't say it. But how's that make you feel, seeing that after all the... <laughs> 
all the long hours. It, it makes the six total hours of sleep in two days worth it. Was I this your first that. radiothon? Yes, this was my first radiothon. This was yeah. first time I've done anything anywhere remotely close to this. So it was. Well, I'll say that your enthusiasm and your effort was definitely noticed by all of us here at the station. Definitely. I don't know how, but <laughs> I'm sure you I can, don't know how I was going. Your but dedication I, was definitely noticed. Oh, you so kept well your done. energy up, and and you probably could say that text line in your sleep. Oh, I still I still know one eight hundred two zero one eight eight three. I don't know the whole number. It's, it's memorized. I barely remembered the six two six two six two. Text hope to six two six two six two. Jordan thought it was December this morning, so yeah, that's I the kind December. of week we're having. I said December. <laughs> But yeah, and then uh, well, then you had your first. I'm gonna guess your first big home show. That was yesterday. my first big home show. Yeah. What'd you think of that? It was a good time. It was a good time to see everybody. We got to hand out some frisbees to some kids. That was a, <laughs> yeah. that was a great time there. And we, we stopped by and saw Clint Hogman, and he took uh-huh. your tote bag. Riley That's did. It's fine. I or I've Parker got, did. I did take your tote. I'm bag. I'm a mom. I've got plenty of tote bags. It's really <laughs> fine. But you don't have a Berkeley County uh, Solid Waste Authority tote bag, do you? It was a very nice tote bag. Super nice tote bag. You guys wear them in good health. (laughs) It's fine. It absolutely is. One of the great things about yesterday when when we were there, of course, uh, Rona and the crew were there uh, Saturday as well, is, you know, we had all of our station IDs Mm -hmm. um, surrounding, you know, when people came up to the tent. And so we'd ask them, what what station do you listen to? And, And it was funny to hear, like, who was listening to what. And, um, you know, you're getting some love on, on your 92.9 oh, yeah. WXDC. Yeah, that was sweet. How's yeah. that make you feel? It's always uh, nice, isn't oh, it? Always pretty good to know people outside of your immediate family are listening <laughs> to you. It's always nice Yes, to know what that. a good feeling that Speaking is. Speaking of which, the only people that I know for a fact listen to Panhandle Live every morning oh, are okay. my parents, and they showed up at the home show yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Well, we were getting, I was asking some other folks, and they, they do listen on the regular to our news talk station mm-hmm. here, the Panhandle News Network, um, WEPM, WCST, and the interesting thing, someone had said this over the um, course of the week. Some people lock it into the AM because they're just. I love that. They love hearing news talk sports on the AM signal. I love that. So um, loved listening to, you know, some of the folks tell me how long they've been listening and, and what they enjoy about the product. So, um, but I will say a lot of the people who came to the table listen to the music stations oh, and I try yeah. not to be, you know, heard about that, but that's okay. Now, Marsha, <laughs> was that kind of like your first kind of like radio station remote where you were no, like, I've, I've you know, actively ones. reporting the whole time, mm, you know, type of thing. Um, no, I've done other ones before, but this was, this was kind of neat because, um, they were people that I could go out and actively interview. So we mm-hmm. got, we got some 60 second drop-ins from some of the people who were there. Um, and Riley was great about our Parker was great oh, about Parker was great about uh, get, done twice, get twice in one conversation. Oh. I did it too. <laughs> it's Monday it in December. Monday. In December. Yeah. It feels like December <laughs> outside. December. Sorry, buddy. But we do have a few uh, of those uh, quick drops from the home show. Do you want to listen to some? Sure. All right. Well, they are unmarked. So they're, forgive they're, me. Yeah. My, and my intros and outros are cringy because I was really trying to hit that time. So, so this was from the home show. Marsha Kavalik here and I'm at the home show with Julie Kurd. I'm with Age in Place Improvements and we specialize in uh, the senior market because people need to be able to age at home safely. Everybody wants to age at home instead of going to an assisted living because it's way more affordable to be in your own home. People are happier there and that's where they want to be. So how is it a cost savings to be able to live at home rather than going to a retirement village or a, a nursing home? We've heard a monthly rate of anywhere from 
4,000 to 8,000 a month to go to assisted living in this area. Of course, it gets even higher than that. So you can imagine if you invested four to 8,000 one time to be able to stay in your home, then you're way ahead of the ball game. And folks can find you here at the home show today. Give us a quick email address or a website. Agentplaceimprovements.com. And that was uh, just some of the conversations you could have had and that were had out at the home show. And you can hear from the background noise, it was packed over yes. at the roundhouse. Yeah, it really was. And we were there Sunday. Apparently, the crowd was even bigger on yeah. Saturday, which means, you know, people responded. They they liked going to the to the roundhouse, the parking that was available there. And um, the setups looked great. You know, oh, yeah. it, all of the folks had very consistent looking um, spaces to, to lay their stuff out. And they seemed to be pretty, you know, the, the tables that I walked by seemed to be getting a lot of foot traffic. Now, uh, Parker, what did you think of the roundhouse? I thought it was awesome. Isn't that it was pretty really, cool? It was really cool. Nice little vintage type of place that kind of re-brought back up. And yeah, it was pretty sweet. A lot of like, history in that place. Yeah, I know. A lot of, lot of train stuff over there. Probably ghosts. Oh, for sure. Oh, you know you know the history me. behind yeah. the roundhouse. Was that your first time inside the roundhouse? No. No? no I've, I've done craft, craft fairs there. That'd be a good spot for a craft, especially mm-hmm. in the oh, yeah. roundhouse part with all the yep. wood and stuff. Definitely would fit the, de- fit the decor. Mm-hmm. That's true. But hey, let's listen to one more while we got time. Here's, this is also from The Home Show. Marsh Kavalik here at The Home Show, and I'm here with Mayor Kevin Knowles. Yeah, n- not only as mayor, but I'm also the executive officer for the Eastern Pan of the Home uh, Builders Association, which puts on The Home Show. We're excited about this because this is the first one in two years. It's the 25th annual. Yesterday, we saw over 2,500 people come through here, even with the weather the way it was, was, it was uh, laid out. Every parking lot and every facility here in downtown was full of cars. People were coming and enjoying and seeing the wares that people have. And, and be able to showcase this on behalf of the city, the Roundhouse, to be able to make this our home for the home show moving forward. I, I can't tell you what that means, not only to the citizens, but also to the businesses here locally and to the Eastern Panel Home Builders Association. So we're really, really excited about it. Kevin Knowles here at the Eastern Panhandle Builders Association Home Show. Marsha Kovalik signing out. So that was Mayor Kevin Knowles, who was a big part of the uh, home show this year. Mm-hmm. I think he said committee. he was there. Yeah, I think he said he was there literally the entire time. And oh, first camped time out we there. Saw him, yeah, for, yeah, oh, yeah. And <laughs> he I did said see he was his, camped out. I did see, I think. He did I, say his camper was out there. I saw a camper out back, and I'm guessing that was the one. And it had electric hooked up to it and everything. His office is like steps away from that, too. <laughs> so. I'm sure he doesn't live that far away from the roundhouse either. Wow. So, but hey, I, that was pretty cool. That's it was extra good to see. right there. <laughs> it was good to see the mayor out there. Uh, he was dancing some of the music we were playing, uh, which is, I wish I had a camera on that. That would have been pretty good to have next time yeah, he comes in here. I know. We'll have to remember that for next time. Yeah, I have to remember. But yeah, it was fun out the home show. And if you came up, chatted with us a little bit, well, let us know. Go get in touch with us over on our Facebook page to search uh, the Panhandle News Network on there. And if you look deep enough on the Panhandle News Network, you'll see a lot of college basketball stuff because we did uh, and do cover the Shepherd Rams as Marsha pushes away from the <laughs> microphone. Nothing, nothing, nothing to contribute. <laughs> uh, the Glenville State Lady Pioneers uh, won the national championship 85-72 to 72 in D2. Uh, it was on CBS. I watched the whole game while St. Peter's was winning their game to go to the Elite Eight, and then they got just absolutely stomped yesterday. It was pretty upsetting, I'm not going to lie, because uh, I was riding on them, betting on them all tournament long. 
and then they do it to me like that. But uh, yeah, a lot of exciting basketball over the weekend. Yeah, it was a great weekend for sure. Yeah, congrats to Glenville State. That's awesome seeing a West Virginia team take on a national title like that. First basketball national title in West Virginia, the state of West Virginia history. That's awesome. Yeah, that, cool? yeah, that <laughs> and yeah, that, that that team deserved it. They really did. They're a really good team. They they bring a unique play style to the table and. Only one team was able to crack it the whole year. It was so. cool to watch them on TV and know that just like, what, a week ago we were, I mean, literally they were playing on top of the table that we were we, we, we were <laughs> We were literally feet away from them. It was not like, even feet, like inches, inches, which possibly. is kind of cool. But it was a good game. 85-72, Shepard still holds the closest margin of defeat to the national champions, which is something to hold uh, yeah. hang your yeah, hand d- on. And you get the t-shirt. And I'm wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. that is awesome. As I hold it up to the mic like it's going to say something. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the Glenville, shout out to Glenville for winning. It was a good win. Uh, I, you called that as soon as they beat Shepard. You were like, hey, they're going to win the whole thing now. And I think Definitely, Coach Eckleberry yeah. even said it too uh, on the bus. Because that the way they played, like you said, the five in, five out just wears teams down and you can't stop it. It's it's just relentless is what it boils down to. That's such a hard scheme to stop. And if you can run that deep, if you have the ability to run that deep, it's going to be hard for any team in the nation to beat you. So it hats off to them for being that deep and having a play style that works for them. And yeah, and big tip of the cap to that Shepherd women's team. They they played the best game Glenville had that entire yep. tournament. And so. I mean, I think it's a well-known fact at this point, and it's been echoed through a couple different media things that I've seen, local and national, that if Sidney Clayton doesn't foul out, Whole game has changed, and Shepard probably wins. Right. We might we might have a different national champion. I will I will say that honestly. Yeah. I think there is a good chance we could be seeing a different national champion out there right now. Rick uh, Rick Kozlowski has a great um, article on the sports page from Sunday uh, in the Journal. If you want to read it, pretty much saying what we just said, but he goes into Rick detail on it, which is uh-huh. always great. Rick is awesome. Rick is awesome. But hey, your uh, premonitions for basketball still holding strong, especially with Glenville winning, and now Duke playing North Carolina in the uh, Final Four coming up on Saturday. A first ever. Isn't that crazy? A first ever. Yeah, Wild Marshall, you look so amazed. Well, the two North Carolina teams, is that what we're saying? The first time ever matching up in this type of setting, Duke and North Carolina. And I didn't plan for this to happen, but my uh, pipe dream is, I think it's coming to fruition right now. It definitely is. I called it right before the tourney started. I said, hey, Coach K lost his final home game against North Carolina. Coach K lost the ACC title game to a Virginia Tech team that wasn't supposed to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. And now Coach K is in the Final Four. Yep. And he's going to play North Carolina. And I feel like he's going to get the revenge game against UNC. Going to move on, play the winner of Kansas Villanova. And Coach K is going to walk off with a national title. I uh. really, I re- that's what, that's what I felt it the entire way. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Felt it in his heart, Marsha. I, I felt it. It made sense. Everybody loves a good story. Yep. Coach K is the story of this tournament. I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like we're going to see Duke win a national title this so year. Oh, I hope show, not. show prep for your music job. How much, if you wanted to sit in that game, oh. does does it cost again oh. for a ticket? Are we talking like I don't uh, think your, I've made enough of my career yet. Morgan, your kids' college tuition? <laughs> it it, you you'd probably be looking around cheap seats, probably around at least like five thousand dollars. Well, it's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, the national championship's even bigger, but if Coach yeah. K's in it, yeah, I mean. Oh, humongous. Insane. Especially national title game if Duke makes it. That's guaranteed Coach K's last game. It's yep. going to be at least $10,000. Yep. I have not made what? enough in my working <laughs> life, Marsha, to uh, go to that game. That's for sure. But it just about does it for us today here on Panhandle Live. If you've missed any of it, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. But, uh, yeah, it's been fun hanging out with you guys all Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. 
Now I hope uh, we don't have as much time to spend together this week. But for <laughs> for Marsha, for Parker, and myself, it's been Panhandle Live with WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.